Hello. This should be fine. Hello. Sick. <coughs> sick. I'm legit. I'm actually sick, so. That's not great. Everybody in the in the in the band is sick right now. Doesn't that happen though with tours? Yeah, and and when the the changing of the seasons, and we were in we were at fest, so it's like. Oh yeah. Um, How was fest? It was great. Yeah. Yeah, I had a I had a blast. Um, the show was really good. Yeah. Uh, the, we played at the Woolly. It was full. People seemed to really give a shit. <laughs> we hadn't been back in like four years, uh, so it was really nice to. Um, to play there again. Yeah. Very high energy. Yeah. Yeah. I've still never been down to Fest. I really want to go. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a good time. Our, we're friends with the guys in um, Spanish Love Songs. Oh, yeah. And they're nuts. And we saw, like, just videos from one of their sets, and it was just, it looked insane. Yeah. So just, like, everyone was at Fest that weekend. It's cool because, like, people come from all over the world. Yeah. So, like... You know, just for fest. Yeah, just for fest, and so there's gonna be people at your show. That's why. <laughs> it's it's like you don't have to worry about it. Like people are gonna watch you play. You don't even have to like worry about promoting it because it's yeah. just gonna be it's fest. It's just there. People are gonna be there. That's wild. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a good time. Cool. Saw a couple bands. <laughs> you got to see a couple of bands. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> Never broken a bone Trying to hold on to something so hard Step into another yard See where the spiders went This is Craig Biedemann, the host of EduPunk's podcast. I'm really stoked to be back for a new season of the podcast. Been away for a couple of months with the beginning of the school year, kind of like taking up a lot of my time, slash just really continuing the trend of self-care. So this year's been a little light on episodes, but I'm hoping to pick it up here moving forward. Today, we have a pretty quick episode for you. It is with uh, Josh Sear from the band The World is a Beautiful Place and I Am No Longer Afraid to Die, uh, one of the longest band names out there today, and one of the shortest episodes we've ever had. So look at that. That's pretty... There's something to be said there. I don't know what it is, but there's something there. Josh took a moment out of his day, uh, his evening, to chat with me right before uh, the band played their last gig on their most recent tour with Harmony Woods, a tour that Josh was playing uh, double duty on, playing bass for Harmony Woods and for The World Is. 
So I was really glad that we had a moment to just sit down in his van, in the in the tour van, and just chat a little bit about uh, some topics that have been on both of our brains ever since like we first connected a couple of years ago. Uh, we really dig into the topic of toxic masculinity and performative masculinity and how it shows up in the music scene and really just what it looks like in day-to-day life as a man existing in the world. Um, we get into a little bit about how affection shows up in uh, male relationships and what it looks like to even just like show appreciation for uh, your friends, your fellow man, if you will. Um, Really glad that we got to have this conversation. Uh, Hopefully next time we get to meet up, we can have a little bit of a longer conversation on it. Uh, But I was really glad that we got to meet up and have this chat um, to begin with. You heard a little bit about the band's uh, foray into Fest uh, at the top of the episode. Uh, hope you enjoyed that little bit of behind-the-scenes uh, conversation before we started recording the full episode, uh, which is going to pick up right after I'm done uh, with this intro. Um, a good thing to know that... Uh, we are still part of the Connect EDU network. Uh, Connect EDU network can be located at connectedu.network. Um, it is a great podcast uh, collective and education collective uh, for for folks who want to be connected to a whole bunch of different types of topics and um uh, educational podcasts. So just make sure you go to connectedu.network if you want to learn more. Um, also, uh, the band The World is a Beautiful Place recently uh, released a uh, an assorted works uh, double LP through Triple Crown Records, uh, another Triple Crown uh, uh, release that we're getting to feature here. So you'll get to hear a couple uh, tracks from that assorted works. Um, uh, that that assorted works released here on this episode. Um, you're hearing a little bit of the song from the Crow's Nest on Fire Street, and then uh, at the end of the episode, I will play an entire track, Katamari Duquette, uh, which are both from seven-inch releases that the band put out a couple of years ago, and are now uh, collected on this assorted works um, uh, release that you can 100%. I suggest you 100% go check out all these songs. It's finally, they're all there. There's a bunch of these songs that have been floating around the internet, floating around different seven inches, different releases, different physical uh, manifestations, but they're all in one section of streaming services and you can get them all on one uh, 2LP release. So make sure that you check those out as well. All right. That's all I've got for this intro. Let's get to this conversation with Josh Sear, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, You probably won't hear from me until the end of the episode, so here we go. Remember things could be much worse as you slip into some kind of prayer. I'm chatting with Josh Sear from The World is a Beautiful Place. Hello. How are you doing? Doing well, aside from being uh, sick at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> My partner is currently very sick, so yeah. uh, getting out of the house anytime I can is great just because I'm like 
few moments where I'm not like, like they can't talk. Oh no. Like that's how bad, like they can't talk. I'm glad I'm not at that point. Yeah. Considering I have to like do yelling vocals every night. There you go. <laughs> You'd be pushing through it. You'd yeah. probably lose your voice box. I, I mean, I, yeah, every, every night after the gig, my voice doesn't sound very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I played in a, I screamed in a metal band in college for a while and it got, I had to get used to slash find a way to actually train my voice so no, I didn't destroy yeah, it all the time. Yeah, totally. I I uh I have I had to learn how to like make it come from like the my like my belly. You yeah, know what I mean? Your gut. It's like you're pushing it out from like a yeah. Yeah, instead of like using all of your throat. It's not in the throat. It's like yeah. just all in it's everything else. You gotta learn how to like use a good exhale. Yeah. To for your sure. advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is something that when it was first explained to me, I was like, that doesn't make any sense it's at weird. all. <laughs> There's a, you know, the Zen of screaming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. like a thing. Like that, it's a, I mean, it's kind of corny, but it like actually is, it works. I used to go up to a mountain or a hill in Corvallis, Oregon and just scream. Yeah. And yell. And that's where I would practice my vocals. Yeah, that's so awesome. I would, so I wouldn't like scare anyone. Do you hear, <laughs> hear, uh, hear a nice echo coming back at you? <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, and then I would run back, run back home. I'd run up the hill and then I'd run back home, practice vocals. That sounds nice. Yeah, it was actually very therapeutic. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on the like the evening runs. And then yeah. I'd, like, yeah. You wouldn't get lost. No. In the woods. Okay, I, I that's would, good. I would run with a flashlight. Oh, okay, if good. I was running at night. Yeah. yeah. In Oregon, you're prepared. True. You're prepared. You always bring extra pair of socks. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. Yep. You've been to Oregon. You have to fend off a bear with some socks. <laughs> some socks. <laughs> no, just in case they get wet. Yeah, no, I know. No, not a fan of wet socks. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Um, Mine are wet right now. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that's so good. No. My last pair of clean socks. Well, if you guys need to come do laundry, you can come do laundry at our place. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's the last day of tour, so. Okay. Yeah. You can deal with some gross stuff. Yeah, it's fine. Tomorrow will be fine. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. Well, then never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when did you start doing music? When did you get involved with this band? Can you tell folks a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. So, well, I mean, I started playing bass when I was 14, 13 or 14. Yeah. I don't know. I just... Uh, kind of played by myself for a long time because I didn't have anybody to play music with and then in 2009 World Is wasn't my first band but it was the first band I was ever in that played any shows mm. which was like a very new and exciting experience for me yeah yeah um but yeah I'm part of the I was part of the original lineup uh because it it's kind of a collective or has been a collective over the years right? it has been yeah um lately we've kind of settled on like a core group of members and we kind of have some folks around that like if they're available we'll have them come play with us yeah uh, which is nice like tonight we have uh we have a trumpet player and a trombone player tonight so yeah. that'll be fun are you using matt hall uh matt hall is playing trumpet. trumpet yep and uh our buddy eric's playing trombone It'll be good. Nice. <laughs> yeah. He brought Cy on the road this time around. We all thought he was done. Yeah. No. Well, so did he. <laughs> um, but he came out of uh, punk rock retirement. Yeah. To uh, to rip some gigs with us, which we very appreciate because he's very good at guitar and a wonderful human. Yeah. Uh, he was like my fifth guest on this <clears throat> podcast. Oh, that's cool. So way back in the day. Nice. So I'm like really glad to like see this kind of come a little bit full circle yeah having him has been uh, a really great time yeah. yeah so you've been fairly consistent with the band then yeah i've i've been on i let's see i think i missed out on like 
one or two tours in the early days because of work and my and also when I broke my leg I thought I was telling you a little oh, bit yeah, about yeah. that about that earlier um, and then uh, there's like a couple of the recordings that I'm not on because I was in France oh, uh, when uh, when they were done but yeah for the most part yeah I've just been you know doing it since day one yeah yeah that's great yeah it's definitely a thing that's very important to me and um definitely i would say saved my life because mm-hmm. i was into some bad shit before it before we started the band i'm gonna go too into detail yeah, of that yeah. stuff but yeah. it's like yeah it's great um one of the things that been has been there for you yeah for sure yeah throughout the last 10 years of my life yeah it's been very very important that's really great yeah i'm glad that we still get to do it yeah, for sure. And people were were right for full transparency. We're in a van. Yeah. The band's van before the gig right yep. now in Boston. <laughs> and there were people lined up for the gig, so yeah, they're still excited to come see y'all. Great, Scott. Never yeah. played here before. It seems really cool. It's a very small stage for as many people as you. We, I feel very comfortable. Okay, good. Uh, actually, which is nice. Um, I feel like I have enough space. I don't need to move around a lot. Okay. So that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and uh, Mateo, you know Mateo. Yeah, Mateo. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he's doing sound for us, so I feel really good about that. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah, you've got a good setup tonight. So, yeah. and you brought Harmony Woods on the road. Yes, which, which uh, has put out a fantastic new album. Yeah, I so yeah. Sophia is is a is a really wonderful songwriter, and I, I'm playing bass for her right now. Yeah, um, I've been doing that for uh, several months now, since March, I think. Um, and that's been really fun. I feel really grateful to be able to, to do that also. Uh, so I've been, you know, pulling double duty on this tour, and that's been great because I love just, I don't know, playing bass and staying busy with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're, you're doing just two straight sets back to back? That's fun. Yep, starting at nine o'clock. <laughs> There's so a lot. Got, we got a few minutes left. There's a lot going on tonight. It's a very busy night yeah. for me. <laughs> well, I'm really glad that you got a chance to sit down and chat with me. Yeah, me too. One of the things I did want to chat about um, while we have some time, um, you were referencing something that happened recently at a gig. Uh, um, last night. <laughs> last night at a gig, and you, I know you and I are both uh, interested in the 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 topic of like toxic masculinity yeah affirmative masculinity so i'm curious like what are you what have your been some of your experiences with this even like last night what well, does that look like am i allowed to swear yeah of course okay well fucking last night this guy who uh was doing sound for us at um a venue in uh long island was just like so checked out mm. like Obviously did not want to be there, and so he was doing a really bad job. Like, even when World Is was sound checking, we basically, like, mix, had to mix ourselves mm. because, like, he wouldn't even come up from, like, behind the soundboard to stand in the room to see how things were going in yeah. the middle of the room. Sai had to get off stage and be like, oh, yeah, Chris's guitar is too loud. Uh, and then we were, like, hearing some feedback, and we were like... Uh, there's some like weird feedback shit happening. And Steve was like, I think it's on the drums. And he like hit the snare and it was like feeding back and there was reverb on the drums. And we were like, can you take the reverb off the drums, please? Why did you do this? Yeah. Uh, but like, he wasn't saying shit about it. Like we had to be like, yo, this is like a problem. It's very much a problem in the entire room. Like, why are you not saying anything? Uh, he just didn't care. And then during Harmony Wood set, the vocals cut out. 
Great. During the set. During the set, the vocals cut out completely. Um, like both Sophia's and Chris's vocals. And Steve happened to be in front of me while I was playing. And, you know, we were both just like, what just happened there? And like, I kind of gave him like a, a motion. And he went and go, went, went to go talk to the sound guy. And the guy, I watched this as it was happening while I was playing. Steve walks back there and like slaps the side of like the sound booth to get his attention because he was just on his fucking phone. Mm-hmm. And he like snaps up like this and he was like, he's like, what? Like, I just saw him like, like come to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Steve was like, the vocals just cut out. And the guy was like, no, no, no. She's just not singing into the microphone. <laughs> and Steve was like, no, the none of the vocals are yeah. working. And like he got it, he finally he like he got it to work. But just the fact that you would like fucking like immediately instead of like fixing the problem, just like blame it on Sophia because like she's a woman and like I like it's just like I don't know like check your misogyny, dude. Yeah. It's so annoying. Instead when, of like being like, yeah, I made a mistake. Let me fix this really. Like, quick. why does your brain go to no? She's doing something wrong. Yeah. Like, fucking, you need to see a therapist. <laughs> It's just like, I don't know, just that shit really pisses me off. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to kick this guy's ass, but I'm at, but I actually, I'm not really, <laughs> but just like my brain goes to like, I want to kick this guy's ass cause he's being a fucking idiot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I totally get that. And I, I bet that, um, Katie told him off later. Okay, good. And it was like, it really sucks that that's that, that you did that. And mm-hmm. like, you're blaming it on her when it was not her fault. Yeah. And like fuck you and the guy was basically just like eh, i don't care okay good good uh, i'm glad it got through to him yeah no he's just i don't know men exactly <laughs> men am i right yeah uh they're having a moment right now men are where like i think it's important that um male allyship is like super key right now so even the fact that like um seeing so many um bands coming through these days with like gender diverse uh like lineups has been really great to see just because it's like i don't know one of our our good friends are the band sharp tooth oh. and lauren cashin is like this tiny kick your ass kind of woman she will kick your ass and then has like this crew of men be- men behind her that will just be like yeah we've got her back and mm-hmm. i just love seeing that in in the in the music scene right now what do you what do you feel is like your role in like allyship in the music scene right now especially like a very man filled <laughs> music scene <laughs> yeah i don't know just like be there for like women and non men who are like trying to do the thing mm-hmm. like let their voices be heard um and fucking i don't know just do your best to have their back cuz like fucking the the music scene is like saturated with like terrible men (laughs) and it's just like i don't know and like most of the i don't know i don't want to say like i don't know it's just like it's just like there's too many bad men in the music Mm -hmm. scene it's frustrating yeah it is very frustrating yeah um so it sets up like from my perspective it sets up a really hard um um, line to a hard line to walk when it comes to just kind of like 
being and existing in the music scene as a man, knowing that there at any moment, like, you could fuck up. And, like, men fuck up all the time. And so, like, it makes it so that a lot of other men, good-intentioned men, have to have to come up with these, like, phrases. Like, it's not all... Like, not all of us are terrible. But, like, the ones who fuck up so much or do fuck up, like, it sets a really bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Like, who can you actually trust on the road? Yeah. And who can you trust at the gig? Yeah. And, I like, I don't... Oh, I don't blame... I like this that whole like not all men thing yeah. is like so fucking annoying to me because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like if you have to say that then yeah. you're like I don't know then you're not like you just don't understand the problem. Yep. 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 Uh and I don't know. It's really just not that hard to just not be a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so true though. But also like yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's really not that fucking hard. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, and this stuff's been going on for, like, years, too. Like, yeah. Since music has been a thing. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just think that a lot of it also, like, we've been going to a few, like, hardcore and metal gigs lately. A lot of it's a huge performance, too. Oh, my God. Too. Yeah. Metal especially. Yeah. Like, we saw a Treyu the other night, so... Like oh lot, man! <laughs> a lot of hell, yeah, is going on that night. Oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah, metal especially is like, like, I don't know. There's that's that whole scene and genre is just fucking rampant with like misogyny and like racism and like all this terrible shit. Mm-hmm. Like I love metal, but like I don't like I don't know who to trust in metal. It was really hard to like, honestly get up the like desire to go to the gig yeah. knowing Cuz you know what you're going to walk into. And it's tough and like my partner Katie's like a femme photographer mm-hmm. and was shooting the whole gig yeah. and I'm just like they're 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 going to be walking into like a, a madhouse of like macho masculinity that's yeah. like they start going and taking pictures it's like that's like too much fucking male energy at like the metal so gig much. one time we saw behemoth in belgium because we were we played like a small venue there and they it was like a small venue connected to a big venue where behemoth was mm-hmm. playing and just that fucking room was just <laughs> like the energy there was just like so wild I like <laughs> i too too much testosterone in that room I, I was just like, I can't be in here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even being at the, like, it was really interesting to me, especially especially at the Atreyu gig, because you see, like, a lot of people who have a lot of, like, nostalgia feelings about the music, and you see a lot of guys who get really touchy and close with each other, but then, like, will almost immediately, like, push each other off. Like, there's, like, you can't just be, like, affectionate towards your, your dude friends. Oh, yeah. It's like Even the, at the gig, like, you can't be affect Like, show your affection. Have that nostalgia together. Like that Talk fucking... Out together. What's that one uh, one vine that's, like, two dudes sitting in the hot tub five feet apart because they're not <laughs> okay. gay? Yeah. That's, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. That shit is hilarious to me whenever... I was walking around a Kohl's one time, uh, just, like, fucking shopping for clothes, and there were these, like, two friends that were, like, walking around, um, like, near me, Mm -hmm. and I overheard one of them say, like, one of them, like, literally tries a shirt on Mm -hmm. in the the aisle, and was like, no homo, does this shirt look good on me? Great. (laughs) Uh, I can't believe that still exists. That's a thing still. No homo. Yeah, and that was, like, two fucking years ago. Yeah. And these yes, were like, homo. <laughs> yeah. I want this as gay as possible. <laughs> Honestly, 
I'm for it. Yeah. I'm a bisexual man. Exactly. Same. <laughs> and like one of my buddies and I, um, when I can tell he's stressed out, he's like a guy that I work with. I'm like, hey, do you need to hold my hand right now? And he's like, actually, yeah. And then we like just hold hands for a few moments just so he can like calm down. That's I'm like, fucking beautiful. Right? And I think it's so, <laughs> and some students have seen us do it and they're like, are you guys good? And we're like, oh, we're more than good. We're doing great. We're taking care of each other. <laughs> one time one time in Europe, uh, at some point during the set, me and Steve kissed each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and somebody was like, oh, my God, are you guys together? <laughs> and I was like, no, but, like, I don't know, it would probably be sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Men can be affectionate toward each other. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Like, everybody chill out. Right, and that's, uh, and, like, I feel like there's still some hesitation around that, which is, like, really weird. But I feel like our generation, the generation just below us, likely, are the ones that that are, like, definitely changing that. I love seeing that. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot more, like, free-loving these days, which I'm... Maybe we're getting back to the 70s. Maybe. Everything's cyclical, right? Yeah. Uh... I don't know. Uh-huh. I think younger younger people these days have better heads on their shoulders. Like, like I was telling you, the gigs that we, we that we did the other night, like the kids coming through, are like every single one of them, like was some shade of queer. And I'm like, and they're like 16, 17 years old, and their parents are like, "How do I support my trans son?" Like talking to us at the table, and I'm like, "I'm so glad I'm having this conversation with you." Yeah. And like the kids these days just definitely have. Like a better, like a better concept of their identities than like I did at sixteen and seventeen when I was still closeted and lived in fear of being outed. Oh yeah, same. I wasn't. I don't know. I didn't really figure my shit out until like way later. I was like in my mid twenties. Yeah. Um, just from because just from like being repressed. Yep. Um, and like you know, growing up with a dad that was just like, oh, if you're gay, I'm going to, I'll disown you. Mm-hmm. As, and like, you say that to your kid when, when I'm like, like so young, I'm just like, yeah, okay, well, uh, I can't be this. Yep. My dad used to be like, oh, why are you walking like a queer? And I'm like, well, great. I fucking hate that This is shit. how I walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help how I walk. Yeah. Like, fuck you, dad. <laughs> uh, Goodness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm hoping that the folks these days and the music that's getting made right now is like gonna change some things gender wise I hope so yeah yeah um yeah there just needs to be less toxic toxic masculinity less toxicity in in everything um and more affection towards our male friends yeah no totally yeah uh (laughs) it's funny a friend of mine from home is here right now Mm. uh from like my hometown I haven't seen him in a long time <laughs> he's yeah. like I love him but he's really funny like he's the kind of guy that like you know I'll go like give him a hug and he still feels kind of weird about it <laughs> and he'll be like oh what's up asshole <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like you don't need to be like that <sighs> just fucking give me a punch on the shoulder yeah I'm just like oh just give me a fucking hug and like let's get a drink don't be a dumbass yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, now come here and give me a kiss <laughs> yeah on the cheek, because I'm seeing somebody. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, well, I know you got to hit the stage soon. Um, anything you want to say to folks before we uh, depart? Um, I don't know. Just don't be a dickhead. Don't be a dickhead. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I don't know. Um, y'all just put out uh, a, a variety pack. Oh of music. yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So we got we have all that. So we uh, we uh, released 
Thanks. I was like not good at plugging my own shit. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, we released an album, a double LP called The Sorted Works. Uh, it's just a lot of like um, old. It's just like EPs and singles from the past. It kind of spans like the whole. Um, it's like a collection that spans like you know not the whole thing but like a good chunk of the band's history. It's a good thing uh, it, to have to to like. I, I'm glad it exists because it kind of like shows. It's just like you know. You see how we've evolved. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Changed as people and musicians over the years. Yeah. And um, it also is nice because, you know, if somebody wants to listen to some older shit, they don't got to, like, go around and, like, search forever for, like, some fucking rare thing. Or some seven inches and shit. Yeah. Just, like, all there. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that Triple Crown helped us put that out. Uh, Fred's really awesome. Uh, Lesser Matters, the... Uh, management company that our manager works for um anthony uh he's he's awesome he really helped us out with that um yeah we're stoked we're stoked to have it uh and uh yeah we've been playing some like old shit on on this tour too from that um it feels good to like play some older songs again yeah yeah that's really great yeah well thanks for taking some time to chat with me yeah of course thank you yeah. (laughs) that was really nice there you have it. Another episode of the Edupunks podcast done. It feels good to be back from a long season break. Uh, you'll be hearing from me again next week with a brand new episode as well. So I hope that you en- will come back and enjoy that conversation uh, as much as you hopefully enjoyed this one. Uh, this was a quick little taste, a quick little tease to get us back into the swing of things with this podcast. I have a lot of fun making it and I'm really glad that I get to be back doing this and I hope that uh, that uh, that'll lead to even more great conversations. So if you like what you heard, check out The World is a Beautiful Place and I'm No Longer Afraid to Die on all streaming services. Check out the Assorted Works release, uh, which is out on Triple Crown Records. You can get a double LP pressing of it and you can stream it really anywhere, everywhere. Um, I'm going to leave you with uh, a full song called Kadamari Duquette uh, by The World is a Beautiful Place. So make sure you check this song out. It's one of my favorite songs by the band, especially when they play it live. It's really fucking sick. So I hope that you dig it uh, as much as I dig it. And yeah, we'll be back next week. Until then, let's get to work.
Our hands are tied.